Today is Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. It's day 713 of the J6 political hostage crisis. I'm Mel Holly, and this is your Justice in Jeopardy update. J6 defendants Mark Zahedi and Sue Ayani are with me today. Thanks for thanks for being here, you guys. Thanks for inviting us. So we're we're not gonna we're not gonna be talking about their particular case today, but we are going to talk about uh, what they have gone through in in their personal lives um, and and how this is, has affected you in in real life. Um, not that your cases aren't real life, but but just uh, how your life has been turned over, turned around. And uh, that is something that, you know, that we can never get back. And and we've seen this uh, across the board with all J6ers. Um, so, um, you know, th- thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Do you guys want to, you know, give any background that you have where you were, where you're from or, or anything like that, that's uh, just to, uh, you know, describe you as a person? Go first. Sure. I'm Mark Sahady. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. Um, uh, well, I was a software engineer mm-hmm. and um, a combat veteran from the U.S. Army and uh, also involved in an organization called Super Happy Fun America. We did the Boston Strait Pride Parade in 2019, which got us uh, somewhat global fame. And that's uh, met Sue through that activism. And on January 6th, uh, we had charted um well, our group had six buses and we worked with other groups with five other buses. So we had 11 buses coming down to D.C. Uh, with about 500 people. OK, uh, my name is Sue Ianni. Um originally from New Jersey and moved to uh, Natick, Massachusetts a long time ago uh, after college. Uh, I was an electrical engineer and left to raise my kids. Uh, I was a journalist for a little while. Um, and be, then as I learned what my kids were learning in school, I became more of an activist. Um, let's see, uh, I joined Super Happy Fun America, and now I run a group called uh, Poor North, which is Citizens Organized to Restore Rights. Um, I organized uh, uh, four, well, actually six buses uh, with uh, some bus co-captains, and yeah, we did bring 550 people from the New England area uh, down. So uh, on J6 to protest uh, the stolen election. And uh, it was the third time we were down there. We were down for um, November 14th. We didn't bring buses then. We just went onesie twosie. Uh, Then we went down December 12th for another stop to steal. And we had two buses at that time. And everybody had such a great time. We managed to get everybody wanted to get on. So that wound up being 11 buses. Wow. So for Trump Save America rally. Um, yeah. And uh, it was great. It was, uh, you know, it, uh, it was a festival. You know, Trump rallies are really festivals more than anything. And uh, it was a great time. And I don't think anybody expected what happened, but. We were there to protest and demand an investigation. But anyway, uh, it was billed as something completely different. And we were called treasonous insurrectionists, which was <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, but we were we were punished. We became pariahs in our community. Uh, you know, uh, we Mark lost his job. My family uh, broke apart. Um, 
my my in-laws don't talk to me. I'm in, in divorce proceedings. Um, I uh, lost the ability to use PayPal. I lost my Macy's card. I lost my Citibank card. Uh, they said, we don't want to service this kind of person. Um, so debanking is one of the methods that they use to punish conservatives, it turns out. Uh, recently, I applied for a Venmo card. I uh, had forgotten they were related to PayPal, and so I was turned down for that despite having excellent credit. Um, so that that's what they do. They try that. That is the modern day punishment, political punishment for people. They make it so you can't purchase your goods. And lately, it's it's very hard. You know, a lot of things you have to purchase online. So. Um, We've we've been through hell. I went, you know, in the middle of my divorce, I had to find an apartment. I was unable to find an apartment for five months because I call a landlord and say, Yeah, it's available. Great, let's set up a time. And then I'd get back to him and he, oh yeah, it's rented. And finally, one of them leveled with me and said, You're all over Google. You're in handcuffs. You're you were one of those J6ers, you know, you're indicted, you're a risk, but nobody was going to rent to you. So that's, we can't find a place to live. We can't do banking. That's, that's what it's done. So, and, it, and what, and what are you, uh, you know, in a big city area? Oh, uh, we're, we're in, um, uh, suburban Boston, like okay. 10, 20 okay. miles outside the Boston area. Okay. So it's liberal Massachusetts. But mm -hmm. I mean, these these uh, credit card companies are national. They're just, yeah. they were told, you know, don't deal with these people by some, some political agency, perhaps the FBI, who knows? It's like, they were told to punish us. And, and when, when did all of this happen? When, when were you guys arrested? We were, we were one of the earliest people. So um, I think I uh, was at the 19th, January 19th, January 19th. Yes. So we, they knew who we were. I mean, we were in the newspapers um, with our, you know, our pictures um, inside the Capitol uh, the, the day, actually on January 6th, it was later that evening, they were showing our pictures. So the FBI knew where we were and who we were, um, but they waited 13 days to arrest us. And then they showed up you know, and took us out in handcuffs like we at 6 a.m. as if we try to escape or something. We were basically waiting to be arrested. Were, and were we you, were you all in the, in. in the same location? Where you no, they, the no. they sent us that, uh, at the same time. We were arrested they, at the same they time. Hit, they hit both locations. of your residences yes. at the same time. Okay, we've yeah. heard a lot about that too, especially within, yeah. within uh, mm -hmm. and that's not your case, but, but within where there have been families that, that, that went together that uh, even if they weren't in the same area, they hit all of them at the same time. Yeah, yeah. it's it's we a strategy. People, but that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. strategy so we don't try to warn each other. And, yes. Hey, the FBI is here. You better run. It's like if it's we, ridiculous, we would have turned ourselves in. We were prohibited from actually talking to each other um, after our release hearings. That's okay. one, of, one of the conditions. And it took a while when it was finally transferred from Boston to D.C. They said they removed that condition. Mm -hmm. But for the first maybe couple of months, we couldn't talk to each other. Okay. Yeah. How long did they hold you before you were, were let on bond? Um, I was held, held for three days in the federal prison in Rhode Island. And okay. uh, when I got there, um, well, first they drove me to the Boston courthouse and uh, 
the um, agents got a call while I was in Bo- while I was in Boston, and apparently their call told them take me to Rhode Island instead. So was this Marshalls? Uh, it was the FBI. Oh, okay. But they they took me to Boston like I was going to the Boston courthouse, and one of them stepped out of the car, got a call, and said, "No, you're going to Rhode Island." Okay. Uh, so then they drove me to Rhode Island, and um, they took my DNA sample, uh, and uh, I got into the prison and. Well, kind of a funny story. Uh, one of the guards there was started talking to me and, you know, he was asking the personal questions. And one of them was like, oh, you're in the military. I told him, yes. Yeah. So we kind of bonded on that. And then okay. he's like, well, what are you here for? And I said, it has to do with January 6th. And he said, like, that fucking Pelosi was going to start arresting you guys. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I went to the hearing and uh, I was just totally shocked at this point. Like when you're arrested and brought the, these places, um, you have no idea what's happening to you. I couldn't talk to anyone. Um, and the first hearing, uh, to my surprise, the um, government said that I was a danger to the community and um, I should not. They opposed my release. And then the judge set a hearing for three days later. And um, three days later, uh, they, the government dropped their opposition to my release. So that I got to go home. What, was it uh, do you do you believe it was a. Uh associated with your military background that you made you a danger to society because we've seen that a lot it could have been but um i think what they wanted to do was because in the meantime while i was in prison um they had searched my house mm-hmm. and they didn't want me home uh so and i think that was their strategy to keep me away okay okay because okay. then i could I'd be able to object to what was happening yeah. so yeah well uh you guys have have uh, recently traveled by by air uh, what, what does that look like for you now? That was a shocker. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I tried to check us in online because um, I had to go down for my sentencing heroes he- hearing. Uh, so I'm not really a defendant. I'm a convict now. So I was convicted. I, I pled guilty to mis- misdemeanor uh, disorderly conduct. And for being the lowest level offender, peaceful, didn't confront cops in any way, um, and peace, uh, actually stuck up for the cops at one point. Um, but the judge says, well, you're not sorry. Uh, I was sentenced to 15 days in federal prison and uh, two and a half years probation and 60 days community service. But anyway, uh, to come down to the hearing, TSA uh, detained us for a plea. This is for a plea of disorderly conduct, which my lawyer described to me as, oh, geez, this is the kind of felony. No, it's misdemeanor. Uh, He said it's the kind of thing. if The cop came to your party and said, turn the music down. And somebody said, no way, dude, you know, (laughs) and you got arrested. He said it's such a silly charge. It's so minor, but they threw me in federal prison. I've never had a record my whole life. So anyway, TSA, uh, we're on a a watch list. Uh, So they uh, pulled us aside. Uh, They did a very, they they basically sexually molested us twice in the checkpoint area. They after making us wait an hour yeah, and a half. After making us wait an hour and a half while somebody was on the phone. Um, and they went through everything. Uh, they went through my suitcase and then beat, beat the hell out of my suitcase. It was brand new and it was all damaged. They didn't need to do that, obviously. And then 
Finally, they let us go. And we get to the gate and I see six TSA officers waiting, you know, arms folded. And I said, they're for us. And sure enough, we go through the whole thing all over again. We get the whole body search, molestation, and it's very humiliating. And I wanted to make sure, you know, they were like, Mark was asking, why are you doing this? Why are you? They're like, we don't know. You're just on the list. And so I wanted them to know. You're on the list and expect that this will happen every time you fly. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted them to know you're being used for political persecution of innocent civilians. So I said, well, I guess this is what you do to Trump supporters now. This is what you do to Trump supporters. I told them both times that. Mm -hmm. They need to know that. They do. They do. They do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because they need to be, I'm sure some of them were ashamed of what they were doing. Because. How many, you know, real terrorists are making it through, you know, getting on planes while they're checking innocent civilians and harassing innocent civilians like that? So, and um, I was going to say one of the things that happened to me was a, a week around, you know, three or four days before I was arrested, maybe closer to a week. I don't know. They, um, I got a, uh, I was working from home and um, I find, I saw that I was suspended from the uh, the network. So I look at my phone and I got a call from um, someone so far up the chain in the company, like I would have never spoken normally. But when you say when you say suspended from the network, you're talking about your phone service. Uh no, my uh, computer, my work computer was your suspended computer, from the work network. Just, okay, okay. So I'm you know you know typing away and all of a sudden gotcha. down, like what's going on? And yeah. I looked at my phone. And I got a message calling me from this is a chief technology officer. <laughs> like wow, that's pretty high up. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. And uh, they called me and they said. Uh, you're suspended from work pending investigation. I said, can you tell me what's about? They said, we don't have to tell you that. And then they said, we will call you in two days and let you know the outcome. Uh, they called me in two days and they said, um, you're terminated from your position. Uh, what, what line of work were you in? Oh, uh, software engineer. Okay. And I said, why? And they, again, we don't have to tell you that. And I was kind of mad. So I said, I think I know what this is about. and <laughs> Just left it at that. Uh, and I'm pretty sure the FBI went to my company and, and got me fired. Um, because when they arrested me, uh, well, the first thing they do, uh, they bust into my house and, um, because of my activism, uh, these people have been following us for several years. So I was kind of like, uh, oh, this guy, you know, I've seen him from rallies and stuff. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you recognize oh, yeah. these agents as yes. being people who were, um, basically infiltrating rallies and events you had been at. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so much infiltrating. Their presence was sort of, they weren't trying to hide that they were there. They weren't part of the rally. They would, these people show up in plain clothes and they film you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, one time someone actually went up to them and asked them, who are you? And they said, we think you know who we are. And it's intimidation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, but they, don't, they won't confirm it, obviously. But uh, mm-hmm. they walked in, okay, this guy, this guy. Plus they had a contingent of local police and it was... Overkill, and uh, so you know, I probably arrested about like ten people, and uh, they bring you to the station, and uh, they you know shove a piece of paper in front of you, sign this, so we can talk. And you know, I know my rights. Uh, well, at least when I'm arrested, I have a right to remain silent. So I just mm-hmm. said I don't want to talk. And uh, they, after several minutes of trying to convince me to talk, uh, they finally told me, "Well, this is going to look bad in court, and yeah. this will be used against you." Uh, and then, yeah, the broad arts. while you were while you were going through this with the initial arrest, um, what did your workplace know? Where did they think you were? Have, no, oh, well, I already had been fired at that point. Oh, you were fired. Before I was fired your arrest. the week okay. before. Okay. Yes, okay. Um, and I, I I knew that. Was, what else would I be fired for? Right. Right? And without them telling so, me why. So at that yeah. point, did you think that it, that, that this coming that the raid and arrest was was imminent at that point? 
It, we definitely suspect, I mean, I never, I didn't know exactly, but I figured, yes, at, at some Because we hadn't seen that many of them. I mean, it wasn't yeah. widely known like it is now that right. they come to your house, you know, fully tactical and, and it, it's ugly. We were definitely among the first people. And I mean, we definitely had talked like, yes, yeah, are we going to be arrested? They were fully yeah. tactical with us. That, that was, we were pretty early on. They started doing that to people later, mm-hmm. I think. Well, they come yeah, with overwhelming force and firearms, they, obviously. They do. Yeah, they yeah, bust through the door. They, they, they just want to make sure that yes. your whole neighborhood sees because they... Yeah. Totally. Oh, because the whole intention of all of this is, is to scare us all mm-hmm. and to scare everybody else from, from, from standing up and speaking. Yeah. So, so when they come in like that... They want everybody else to see. They want us to be going, oh, my gosh, you wouldn't believe how they did this. So it gets out there and everybody's afraid. I think for for me, maybe for Mark, too, it was more about the humiliation that they were trying to inflict on us. You know, it it was, well, why do you have to take me out in handcuffs? I, you know, I'm not a threat. Well, it's procedure. And it's and then it was when I was in the Boston courthouse in the cell. They left me in leg irons all day inside the cell. I said, why can't you take off these leg irons? Well, it's procedure. It's like, it's not procedure to have somebody in leg irons inside their cell. It's about, it's about humiliation and, you know, sending a message. So it, that's, that's just what they do. But. And keep in mind that um, we weren't charged with anything. We're not charged with felonies. No. We were charged with. Um, unlawful entry, which is essentially trespassing yeah. and disorderly conduct. These are the two, if you can think of a crime, what's a lower level crime than disorderly conduct? I don't know. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, all this. Usually, for, usually you say, you say, yeah. I'm sorry, and, and they send you yes. on your way. I mean, yeah. You know. First they time they for both say of us. that yeah. we walked into a building to, we tried to stop the peaceful transfer of power, which is so ridiculous because. We knew that Congress had, and Mike Pence, they had already been evacuated because there was some kind of bomb threat that had nothing to do with us in that building. And so we knew that everybody was gone. This was a peaceful walk through an empty building except for Capitol Police. So it was Trump supporters and Capitol Police. It was a peaceful, symbolic walk through. And just to send the message. And for 50 years, I've watched Democrats walk through that building without any federal charges. And I even said to him, wow, this is the first time conservatives have ever symbolically protested inside the Capitol and walked through this building. But they usually jump in front of senators' faces like they did with the ca- in the Kavanaugh hearings, mm-hmm. you know, jump into elevators with them in very threatening ways. They are in the sessions heckling. We didn't do any of that. And they never had any federal charges levied against them. The only time I, I ever know known of federal charges was when, um, who was it, Susan Rosenberg and her crew in the 80s, when they actually tried to blow up Republican senators. Yeah. yeah so and, and, and do you, that's it. Do you guys remember that, uh, we didn't think that get Joe, Biden, Joe Biden was on late night news, I can't yeah. remember where, and, and, and started bragging about when he was, you know, like twenty yeah. something or whatever, that yeah. that he he went in the Congress and he wasn't supposed to be there and he sneaked in and blah blah. I mean, you know, he, he, he yeah. about it. Yeah. 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 Yes, and, uh, you know, we it just think we get in trouble for for all the stuff that's happened to us. It's like you would think if while well, the FBI busted through your door and all this <laughs> happened, um, you must have done something serious. No, where you're charged with. Like disorderly conduct, <laughs> you know. After I got fired from my job and um, I'm released, and I uh, need to look for another job now. Um, took me a year and a half to finally find a job, and 
finally one of the recruiters was nice enough to tell me he's like uh you know they're saying that your name is on the department of justice website and no one will touch you basically uh so it's hard to get a job um for a mis misdemeanor trespassing and disorderly conduct and then uh yeah like i haven't had much as a sue had been canceled but first republic bank canceled my bank account um then you you know you go to apply for credit cards and you won't get them necessarily and uh one of the big things that happened to me um you know i was in the irr and i was along in the army reserve and um they claimed that i was in the army reserve and uh, they tried to give me an other than honorable separation um because i hadn't been separated in the irr but i was not in the reserves and yeah. i i was lucky enough um to have a jag lawyer and he kept uh, pushing back saying movies in the reserves and um, they never sent the proof. They would just assign like a, we're going to have um, a board. And my Jaguar would say, he's not showing up to the board until you prove he's in the reserves. And uh, they could never prove I was in the reserves. And finally, they gave me an honorable discharge. But okay. I was very, you know, I was very happy. But I was like, uh, you know, why, why are they doing this to me? Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, this had nothing to do with his his service. He served honorably in yeah. Afghanistan and Kandahar, the most dangerous area in Afghanistan. And they're trying to give him and other than honorable discharge and further destroy his life and make it impossible for him to make a living. If that happened, I mean, I might have trouble getting jobs now, just as it is, but yeah, you get something. What's, what's your current status with employment? Um, I'm currently employed. But you are currently yes. employed. Okay, good, good. Uh, well, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm doing contract work now, so okay. I, okay. I'm, I'm not going to get a, probably a full-time position anywhere, but I can do contract work because it's the same myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, and, and I'm sure. I mean, the financial struggles on top of all of this. I can't even imagine. Yeah. I mean, aside, even putting that aside, um, you have more expenses because uh, mm -hmm. you're you're oh, having yeah. to do so many things. So not only have you lost your income and you've you've been canceled by banks and mm -hmm. and all of that, but uh, you know, on top of that, you you have uh, legal fees. Divorces aren't cheap. Yeah. Aren't not cheap. cheap. And divorce uh, isn't cheap either. <laughs> you know, ready to move. Uh, split the incomes um yeah that it's everything's been harder and those the family dyna family dynamics you go to visit friends family there's the elephant in the middle of the room you know oh sue's been sue's going to federal prison <laughs> it's like yeah. you know this is a big deal in my family nobody's ever gotten into trouble so it's kind of you know, I I don't want to say embarrassing because I feel like I stood up for my country. I'm certainly not embarrassed about that. I'm I'll I stand up for my country again. I always will stand for my country. But I think my family is in a position where they they feel they probably feel embarrassed that you know someone in the family is going to jail. They're not embarrassed that I stood up for America, but it, it's a difficult situation. Yeah. So the hardest part for I think for me and my family was the press hounding us and calling my kids and my in-laws saying well we couldn't get in touch with Sue so we we were wondering if you'd give us comment mm -hmm. and my Italian mother-in-law she's panicking she doesn't know what to say yeah. and everyone's getting mad at me why are they calling her and when they're calling my kids that and it's it's such a violation asking them for comment and they just want to be left alone they want to be left out of it you know you feel like calling up these reporters and saying can i have the number for your kids i want to call your kids and i want to ask your kids what they think of what you do yeah. to people in their families 
It's just such a violation and they just don't care. And then they park outside your home. And every time someone walks in or out of your house or your elderly neighbor walks in or out of her house, they're screaming at them, asking for a comment. My daughter had to move out of the house. She couldn't take it anymore. They One, uh, one set of reporters actually came to my door, had the camera, threw the glass window on my door into the inside of my home. Wow. Okay. Then you have people on social media saying she deserves to be executed. By the way, her address is on Google. You better believe I kept it. My gun in my pocketbook by the door until the FBI took it away. Mm -hmm. And then I had nothing to protect my family. Uh, that gun was basically a paperweight. You know, I had my, I exercised my second amendment, right? I go target shooting, whatever. I never felt I really need my gun. Finally, I need it. And then it gets taken away. I don't know what the and reason it's is. it's because of them. But it's because of the government. Yeah. And that's when they take it away when I need to protect my family. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the reason is. You know, the press was hounding me when it first happened, but then they went away. But for Sue, they just. They never let up. They never let up on Sue. They never yeah. let up. And, and you don't have any idea what that is? I well, mean, part I think of it was I was involved women. in local politics. They they really like to go to episodes. Maybe, I, I, I was a town meeting member, so I was involved in local politics. And I, I had written, written for the county newspaper, uh, you know, like local columnists, opinion mm -hmm. columns, mm -hmm. like for five years, several years before. But I, that might have had something to do with it. So I was outspoken in the town. Mm -hmm. you know, neighbors who are saying, you know, she deserved to spend the rest of her life in prison. Oh, also, that this was a big deal. They said she went she went down to D.C. and took 300 people from Natick, which was my hometown. It's like they, they think they weren't from they were from all over New England. To, so that she could bring back COVID and kill everybody in the town. <laughs> it was like insane. They were losing their minds. Yeah. And then they demanded that I be COVID tested and all this stuff. I was quarantined in my home. And I knew the board of health in inspector and he was kind of embarrassed. One of the native cops showed up. He seemed embarrassed because I was always back the blue. I had all back the blue signs. He's like, I have to give you this letter. And you got to stay in your home until your your test comes back. And I was like, don't worry about it, you know. And, I don't really you know, like came, anyway at this point. <laughs> yeah, came back negative. And I was like, ha, ha, I bet you all hope that I come back positive. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. so um, they were just ripping. Uh, they they really hate conservatives in that town. And they were just un unbelievable. The mom's group in my town actually said we should stir storm her house and drive out her family yeah hopefully uh with the new ownership of twitter um mm -hmm. some of this goes away but that was definitely one of the means of harassing people because they, yeah. they put your uh, personal information they would you know get yeah. away with it somehow they yeah. put your address online and then yeah. basically did you guys ever make it to uh sedition hunters uh yes yeah we're on there did you get yeah. some good nicknames uh i don't think i did no i guess okay. Maybe not interesting enough to get a good nickname. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, I mean, it, you know, I mean, this is this is just a small right picture 
of of uh, what you guys have gone through, but but it it translated yeah. across the board to to every single uh, defendant and family that this Absolutely. has happened to. So yeah. you know, terrorize and, and with with uh, you know, we're still going we're still going forward with the average of one arrest a day. So we're up around nine hundred and fifty at this point. Um, and if you multiply how many people this has affected, you know. Um, because most people don't even know uh, in the general public that that we are still going on with this and that we are up, you know, we're, we're getting close to a thousand now and that they mm-hmm. and that they have publicly put out, you know, we have a goal of, you know, 2000 arrests mm-hmm. or whatever that number is. Um, and I can't remember exactly what it is now, but, um, you know, and then you multiply that by the the family members and um, and the, the the co-workers, the neighbors the the friends the children's friends you know how many people this has affected mm-hmm. it's it's in the the tens of thousands for sure oh absolutely it's um you know some oh, people yeah. when you tell a story to and I, I've heard a stories a lot worse than ours so mm-hmm. but um you tell people oh no the FBI wouldn't get you fired for your job they'll say or your your bank wouldn't close your account or yes they will oh my God. <laughs> they will they, yeah they're they're all all these yeah. corporations you know all they yes. need is one call from the FBI. And the FBI, they are so corrupt. Oh, my God, they're so corrupt. You know, I, I used to have, I, I had all my back, the blue signs at my house in Natick, and I don't live there anymore. But now all my signs say back the blue, hashtag except the FBI. <laughs> they are so, oh, my God. Yeah. 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 You know, the people that still work there, I'm not sure why they work. I, I, maybe they have health insurance to pay. FBI chair task force—they're the really corrupt ones. And yeah, I had two agents show up at my house to question me, mm-hmm. um, and they did not look like you would picture an agent to look like. And and mm-hmm. they refused to show me anything but a badge. They, I mean, they wouldn't tell me anything but a first name. It was it was very odd. And I was like, are these even? And yet they but, want you to ask a lot, of, answer a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but there were there were things about their appearance that really made me think. Now this is this is as far as I know not how how uh, federal agents are are allowed to present themselves. Yeah. Um, okay. Piercing beard things uh, like oh, that. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Uh, not regulation. So you know when it came down to it. My attorney said, you know, what I think is going on here uh, is that they were probably working undercover and they were pulled in to do this. And that's why they looked that way and acted like they acted because if they were undercover, they would be used to not sharing things like their last name because, you know, Mm -hmm. um, so that made a lot of sense. But they were they were just pulling agents in from from everywhere and pulling them off important cases. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, you know. Now that I think about it, um, on my drive to Rhode Island, there were three agents in the car, mm-hmm. and two of them who I had seen before at these rallies, um, they're clean cut. But the guy that was driving was pretty shaggy, and I had never seen him before. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that may kind of make sense yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I was wondering? What I was thinking since Obama was president, and they had the Tea Party members, I would guarantee that the FBI terror task force has been investigating. Since the Obama administration, all the Tea Party people and all the movements that started to rise up at, since then. And, you know, but, you know, some they get intel on the Sarnayev brothers who blew up the Boston Marathon and other real terrorists. How did that how did that stuff happen? What do they do? They're investigating conservatives mm-hmm. all this time. They're investigating people like us. 
I'm pretty boring. (laughs) Really, my life's pretty boring, other than, you know, some activism here. And then most of the people on January 6th who they've been following and arresting have never been activists their entire life. They just showed up for January 6th. But um, yeah, you got to wonder how many actual terrorists are slipping through the cracks and are going to wind up killing people. The Parkland shooter is another one that slipped through the cracks. Because they're following people like us. They're just following conservatives for political reasons to torture us. All the manpower and um, resources for just us fly, you know, that could probably be used in a better area. But instead they have all these expensive machines and all these personnel like patting us down all over our bodies (laughs) twice. (laughs) That could be used probably better Uh, somewhere else. Is this why they do those jobs? Is this why FBI agents go to Quantico to chase down people like us? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we've had him pretty much strip searching grandma since uh, the Patriot <sighs> Act was, was yeah. put into place yeah. after after nine eleven. Yeah. Yeah, that's surprising. Well, um, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, joining Thank us so and and sharing you. your experience because uh, it, everybody needs to know. Everybody needs to know what Amen. what this <laughs> is doing to to American citizens and their families. Um, so, and it's not going to stop. It's, it's not, just going to get worse. It, People not, need to yeah. stand up. They need to speak out. They have to be unafraid. Look, I'm going to prison. I will never stop fighting this. Never, never. Yeah. I'm, I'm doubling down. Once I'm out of prison, I'm doubling down. So. I mean, they're going to start with the people they can go after first who, you know, stood up and acted more publicly. But mm-hmm. um, if you oppose what's happening, eventually they're going to come for you. So and yeah. we, we've seen that at school board meetings and everything else. So. Uh, and and yeah. even and even the left doesn't understand that. Yes. Um. You know they they need to lo- read a little real history and 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 see where this goes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, uh, it's not stopping with the right. They're they're, they're coming for. And if something happens to me in prison, Sue Ayani didn't kill herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you guys have a a safe and an uneventful. Uh, Travel back home. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. You and I have the courage to say there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which evil must not advance. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth. We'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Millions, tens of millions of Americans that are sick to their stomachs about what's happening, what's happening to you all, what's happening to our country. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. People around the world have had enough. Corruption in governments, lies in the media, personal interest over the people's interest. Is there any chance that we, the people, can restore our republic? It's amazing that the Constitution is set up in such a way for the people to go to the most powerful branch of government. Lloyd Brunson's strategy works this way. After the 2020 election, hundreds of citizens and elected lawmakers stepped forward with evidence of misconduct and malfeasance and criminal behavior during that election. Well, Brunson's argument is that Congress was constitutionally required to investigate this evidence due to their oaths of office in which every member swears to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So we're not suing about the outcome of the election. We're not suing to put someone in office. We're suing 
to remove the security breach. And the security breach is every single member of Congress that refused to do their job and defend this country. When you petition for redress of grievances, you don't petition to the Congress. You don't petition to the president. You petition through the courts. And then the final court of the land, the Supreme Court of the United States, is the final say on that petition for redress of grievances. And that's what we've been able to do. And it's been said if we lose this war, and in so doing lose this great way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those that had the most to lose did the least. You can leave a legacy for generations to come that you were part of restoring our constitutional republic. And it's so easy. Here's how. Get two envelopes, two stamps, two pieces of paper, and one dollar. Copy goes to the Supreme Court, the other to the Brunson Brothers. If you like, and as a way of saying thank you to the Brunson Brothers, add a dollar or whatever you want in the envelope. They've been working on this for over two years, spending thousands of dollars representing all of us, we the people. This is urgent because this case is slated for January 6th, 2023. Well, I think it's high time now that we ask ourselves if we still even know the freedoms that were intended for us by our founding fathers. Every generation of Americans needs to know that freedom exists, not to do what you like, but having the right to do what you ought. And that is the freedom that I wish for you. Set yourselves apart from this corrupt generation. Be saints. You weren't made to fit in. You are born to stand out. God bless you. Americans for Justice, Inc. is a nonpartisan alliance that vigorously defends the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and due process across our great nation, which are pivotal to preserving life, liberty, and freedom for all. Too long we have played defense and are losing on all battlefronts through divided efforts. The root problem of election integrity, medical freedom, political prisoners, southern border crisis, CPS and APS and others is one common thing, a direct assault on the U.S. Constitution and due process. Americans for Justice is a nonprofit organization with local chapters in all 50 states, working with lawyers, legal scholars, and organizations to actively fight government overreach at all levels. Unite with us in the fight for our J6 political hostages and whatever else due process rights are violated. We ask for your support in this vital mission through a one-time donation or an ongoing membership. Go to the letter A, the number 4, justice.org.